1: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world. Peak too early. I am one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who is somewhere off the coast of Vermont. Are you off the coast of Vermont, Mike?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess off the coast of Vermont. Uh,
1: (laughs) Off the coast of Vermont. Mike, how you doing?
0: I I like that. We can just use off the coast. I'll be in the middle of the country somewhere sometime, and we'll still be off the coast. Uh, Steve, I'm good. I'm a little frazzled. I have no microphone, so I'm sure my audio sucks, and I just fought a good like hour and a half battle with my son trying to get him down but you know what for whatever reason what you know whatever it is steve we get on the the podcast i get a drink in my hand and all of a sudden i just i feel relaxed again you know it's been a couple months since i felt this relaxed it's been a couple months since we've had a a recording session so i think that's uh, my little therapy session i think i need it
1: well yeah it's good it's been too long where I'm back on the mic, so I was going to say we're back on the mics. I'm back on the mic, but it's good to be back recording. We got a massive week of track and field ahead of us, so we decided to bring on a guest host, or bring back a guest host, if you would rather. Uh, we have Patrick Donovan on the podcast today. Patrick, how you doing, bud?
2: I'm doing great, boys. It's great to be back. Very honored. I'm down on Cape Cod with... My wife, my daughter, Rose, who is three months old today and is asleep, which is new and wonderful, and my in-laws, so feeling good. I was telling them over dinner how excited I was to do this, so appreciate you guys having me on. Really looking forward to to getting into the nitty-gritty. Stephen.
0: and we, we should say... Just because Denny's on doesn't mean we're going to talk low high cross country for three hours. We'll we'll talk actual track
2: today. We'll talk a little bit about it. I'm sure. I mean a little
0: bit here and there. But
1: I've actually sent a couple people that podcast we did a couple months ago. uh, People that I know have run low high, but you know might not listen to uh, the podcast. And I think it's it's brought a couple new listeners to the podcast. So I think that did. uh, While it wasn't everybody's cup of tea, I think it it, there was some people out there that enjoyed it. But I, I it needed to be done. It needed we needed to record the history of that of that team. And I'm glad we did it. And, you know, since we're on the topic, we got to give a shout out to Mike Jardina for getting inducted into the uh, or being. Yeah, he's a, he's inducted into the Ohio Hall of fame or he will be inducted to just came out. So shout out to uh, your former teammate.
0: Danny, Danny, that means <laughs> you have about, I don't know, 60 to 70 minutes to think of a new bell app.
2: Uh, yeah i've got a couple i've got a couple of- <laughs> thanks for thanks for that steve appreciate it um but yeah congrats congrats to mike uh, definitely well deserved uh very very happy for him um i am very much looking forward to hearing that speech oh my God. there's not a ton of people who speak jardina but being <laughs> one them, i'm excited to hear it
0: well what i'm what i'm excited for is the the you know, we'll roll in there with a crew, and I'm sure the crew that we'll roll it with will have a few Miller lights before wow. his speech, and the amount of heckling and chirping from the crowd should be I'm, interesting.
2: I'm sure we'll either end up at at my house or at the Gendron Saloon post, the little high induction Hall of Fame uh, in November. So yeah, shout out to Mike. think um, do you think, do you think well Pete too early could sponsor his induction speech?
1: <laughs> what <laughs> what gotta he, be a he, got hands, Scott, he owes the a d. Yeah, what if we he got up there and he said "Uh, th- this uh, induction speech is brought to you by the Peak Too Early podcast available it's
0: on all platforms? I think- we, just, we just walk around handing out business cards. <laughs> yeah. Listen,
2: man, I wrote his college essay, so <laughs> I can definitely work in that to his Hall of Fame induction, I think. He owes me. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well,
1: that's enough low-high cross-country talk for the night. Um, hey, we got a lot to talk about. We got... A lot to catch up on, a lot to get into about the um, USA is coming up uh, later this week. But I just wanted to start off by the, the podcast saying um, I got to uh, I got to hang out with our most recent interview guest, uh, Zuhair Talbi. Uh, he came and did a run with us last week and, uh, yeah, no, know the way that this kind of all came together was, was pretty funny because we, um, Mike, you remember we were interviewing him and then after the podcast, we were just kind of like hanging out, kind of shooting the shit. And, um, you know, I asked him about another Moroccan runner I know. And then I said, I know the, uh, you know, we had a mutual friend with that Moroccan runner. He's like, Hey, I'm going to be in your neck of the woods for um for these you know he he's running all the you know the classic 10ks through in in the Boston area throughout the summer he's like I'm gonna be there a couple times and so we got to meet up hang out it was it was pretty cool was, he's a he's a he's a he's a real great guy he got he, you know he he took it easy on us on our Tuesday night progression run but uh yeah Zo here's the man
0: yeah it's funny I it's, sometimes think we should ask if we can air that like post interview just like, chat because that is somehow always ends up being like my favorite part of the interview and we very rarely actually air it um but the connection that you made during that it's like wait a minute what like you know from a different completely different part of the world and all of a sudden it's like oh he just like knows this local runner who you work out with like multiple times a week and just the way that that connection unfolded was ridiculous it's just like well for people who know you know the people from lol who know here we go talk more lol it's like all, all roads end up leading back to Lowell at some point. It's, I, it's... I
1: was
2: just going to say that's a very like Lowell thing to have. Oh, yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Birthplace so. of the Industrial Revolution, man. The whole country owes it to us. That's right. That's
1: right. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. <laughs> but, you know, in, in in the other thing I was thinking is, so he's coming back a couple times. So he did the BAA 10K. He's doing Beach to Beacon or he's doing Falmouth. And then he's doing Beach to Beacon. So he's trying to run all of the like premier um races in New England throughout the summer, which is awesome. But, you know, you have this kind of I, and I would I would classify him as kind of like a rising star in the marathon game, his first ever marathon. He ran, you know, uh 208. He you know, he beat Kipchoge, even though he's very humble. humbly talking about that when we had him on the podcast. Um uh, But he's 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 like he's one of the better marathoners in the world. And he's a, he's like a bright you know, he's got a really bright future in the sport. But it's really cool to have somebody to be like a genuine fan of in the marathon game. Right. Like we've built relationships with like a lot of um, track athletes and like, there are people in the sport that I'm like a diehard fan of, but they're more so on the track just because of like us getting to know them and us kind of like, it just, it's just a different sport to watch, but having, having this guy Zuhair and, you know, having like a, you know, a, a personal relationship with him now, just like knowing that is like a really like great guy. And then also is running some really impressive times. It's cool to have somebody be like, that is my guy in the marathon. Um, so I, it's going to make, I think it's going to make, uh, you know, the upcoming, you know, Olympics in a couple of years, even more fun because he's going to have a really strong shot at getting to that team.
0: And he seems to be a fan of it himself, right? Like, yes from the other perspective yeah he's in the mix but he also seems like a fan of the sport and i always kind of wonder that with like professional athletes it's like oh you know did they fan out like like we do and you know a guy like him i think he does i think he truly loves the sport and loves being a fan of the sport
2: yeah i think i i think like what's cool about track and field and and i think specifically the marathon and is that you do get that mike right like i i agree with you right? Like how many sport professional athletes like fan out about their sport? You hear all the time, right? From NFL guys, like, or NDA guys, that guy's a, he's a great basketball player, but he doesn't love basketball. Right. Right? I think that's the cool part about our sport is how can you do it professionally? And how can you like make a living out of it and not love it because it's so tough, right? It's so physically and mentally tough. So I think that's really cool. And then Steve, to your point about, having a person to like really root for in the marathon because like you said right like most of these guys that guys and gals that we're fans of is on the track because the olympics you know world championships you know most of that centers around the track and this isn't this wasn't on like my you know pre-podcast list of things that i i would like to get into but i think just really really quickly it makes everything that like desi linden has done over the last like five years really cool right Uh, because she is just such a pure marathoner and you know i feel like so many people in the sport it's like everybody knows who des is and you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who doesn't pull for her and doesn't like her um so i think to, to your point like that's that's a really cool aspect of that
1: if you come from college right off the track right into the marathon you better love running because you know most of the time you'll see guys like get to the marathon eventually because it's it's the last thing that they can be competitive at, right but if you come off the track in college go right to the marathon then you gotta love putting in those miles and I think he does and I was um I was picking his brain a little bit on the run and you know I'm doing a fall marathon right and uh and uh you know it's just kind of picking his brain about like you know what I should be doing like I only have so much time in the day you know how should I be spending that time and uh you know it telling me you know I was like I got really my my job's taking up a lot of time. I got two kids at home, and uh, we we're running. And I think this is a Moroccan thing because the other Moroccan runner we were talking about had a very similar uh, reaction to when I picked his brain. But he told me he said he said it sounds like you're making it okay to to make excuses. Mm. And I was like, Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> sounds like, like you're my life, telling dude. yourself. Yeah. He's like, you're telling yourself you don't have the time to do that. He's like, but could you get up an hour earlier? Right. He's like, could you sneak? Could you get out that door? Or are you letting yourself, you know, get tied up in emails a little bit longer? And I was like, God damn, Zuhair, you you nailed it. And I was like, I'm making it okay to make excuses. And so he, he was having a real like, you know, it was it was it was a solid pep talk. And last week I hit my highest mileage week since the. You know, probably since the the hundred mile challenge, just because of that pep talk. So um,
0: that that's great. And I, I don't mean to to you know give my guys are here a hard time, but it also sounds like the type of advice given from somebody who doesn't have a two and a three year old sprinter around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know?
2: Man after my own heart, Mike. That, yeah, no that kidding. sounds like somebody who doesn't have a baby screaming in their ear at yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. But then we, we were talking about, um, you're we talking about, uh, uh, Marty, Heher came up, right. You know, med student, three kids. I think he has three kids guys doing 110 miles. A week. So like, that's true. we went point. down there and he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, I'm he's like, I'm not telling you, you need to do 80 miles a week. He's like, but you could be doing 50. And I was like, maybe you're okay. right. Maybe you're right to hear. So anyways, reinvigorated. Um, all right. Well, hey, we like I said, we got so much to get into too much. Um. See, before,
0: before we get into something else, I just I, can I just thank Dunny real quick for moving the camera angle because I was going to go blind looking at that stupid light behind your face.
2: Dude, I literally I it terrible. Starting get, it's starting to get dark out on this porch. My daughter's asleep, so I was told by Molly, get out on the porch. <laughs> small, with a the dog house. it's a small house with some thin walls we got two dogs here man we got charlie and we got 110 pound yellow lab both of who like to make a ton of noise it's, but, it's surprisingly solid audio
1: so it is. Well, i'm in the Being middle outside of, yeah when i first saw you nowhere. outside i was like i don't know if this is gonna work but it's, it's surprisingly clean it's a quiet it,
2: neighborhood man my grandparents bought this house in like the 70s for like 50 grand it's in the middle of nowhere and i'm like Tch. I'm literally I could throw a baseball to the marshes right now. So it, it's pretty quiet, um, which is great. Um, but yeah, my guy was like, I I'm had her turn the, the lights on. Going. Yeah, I had her turn the light on and then I saw it in the screen. I was like, I you, gotta, like I you gotta
0: move. <laughs> I was about to throw a 20 second TO you on the podcast. So I can like <laughs> at light for the rest of the night. All right, anyways, go ahead, Steve.
1: Uh hey, before we dive into USA's, we gotta talk about the big event this past weekend. Um, and we don't need to spend a ton of time on it, but we do need to quickly talk about the World Beer Mile Classic. And let me tell you, watching these videos online, watching all the Instagram posts, I had some serious FOMO. Our friends at, uh, you know, Chris Robertson, our friends at the Beer Mile did an amazing job putting this on in Chicago. It looked like an awesome event. Um, shout out to our, our our good friend of the pod, uh, former guest host, uh, Buffalo Brian competed in the Clydesdale division, took it out hard. I think he ended up walking away with the bronze medal. So, congratulations to him. I mean, he's always uh he's always up there in the beer miles. I know he's been trying training for a while, but the biggest story from the Beer Mile World Classic and arguably some of the biggest running news in the world over the past couple of weeks is Shelby Hoolihan competed in the mile and not only did she compete But she ran a 544, lowering the woman's world record by over 30 seconds. That is a 544 beer mile is a serious, serious beer mile. And that's not that's not a time where you can just hide behind speed. That is a time where you have to be a legit, like really good chugger of beer to run that time. So I. I mean, I don't even know where to, there's a million different directions. Some people were pissed that they, I mean, there's I still get hate DMs for the fact that we interviewed her and gave her a platform. So there's the whole angle of people like pissed that you gave her a platform, allowing her to compete. We we've set our piece on those people. Um, there's the whole angle of like, you know, you got a pro athlete rolling in, is able to chug beer. I mean, this is this is an amazing story. I don't
0: even know where to start, Mike. What do you got on this, Steve? I have. A million different directions. So the the one I will start with is, we are clearly, clearly, a pro Shelby podcast. And Diana, you haven't had your your uh, chance to speak on that, and and I think maybe tonight is not the night for that. Yeah, but, I don't uh,
2: have to speak. You know where I stand. Yeah, yeah.
0: Fair enough. Um, I mean, if this doesn't make you love Shelby more, okay. So she's suspended, and she's upset, and she's trying to get through this time and says you know what screw it nobody else will let me race I'm gonna go out and smash the beer mile world record and to your point Steve it's like okay yeah I get it she's a professional runner and I get it she's like you know one of the best milers on planet earth but for her to be able to go out there and slug back beers to show up to this event despite the scrutiny you know she'll get and to just clearly show that like she is having fun with it, trying to do something different, I absolutely, I I am Shelby for life now, if I wasn't already, like, this is the coolest thing that a professional athlete, I think, could do in that, in, in her circumstances, in her situation, like, she hasn't spoken up, she hasn't, like, showed up at any races, she hasn't done any of these things, so it's, like, for her to make the conscious decision to decide she was gonna do this, like what else could she have done that would be this cool
1: nothing well i mean it would have been you know if it would have been cool to just have her like just you know try to get some you know positivity going around her name even if she just shows up to compete and like if she went out there and did like an eight minute beer mile people it would have been it would have been still like kind of cool right she didn't do that she like you said she absolutely just demolished the world record and if you do the math on that mike if you do the math on the on that time she's doing like 15 16 second beers like it is truly like a, an impressive impressive pace on that so um yeah no i'm 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 definitely
0: a bigger shelby fan uh because of this so i I have one take. Again, I know there's a billion takes we can go with this. But I, I guess let's just go down this road real quick. So she wasn't allowed to compete in the championship division. So she actually technically didn't win the beer oh, model. Wait, World I didn't Games. know this. Yeah. So. So they, wait,
1: what the hell are we doing?
0: Yeah. So I almost texted Chris today, Chris Robertson. And I decided you know, it's the Monday before 4th of July. And I thought of it like. A half hour ago. I'm going to text still, him maybe, right now.
1: Yeah, text them. Okay.
0: So they said, you know, they're still, they've never had a situation where they've had this kind of suspension or whatever, uh, and they didn't really, yeah, they didn't really know how to handle it. And, like, I don't want to come on here and start talking smack to my guy, Chris. I know sometimes he listens to the podcast, so I'm sorry I didn't text you first, and, and you're hearing it first through this, but I got to be honest, it feels like... They were probably a little weary of the backlash with her coming in the first place, and we're trying to—I don't know—simmer that down a little bit, maybe, and kind of dip their toe in. I I appreciate them for so.
1: Uh, so I guess I didn't even realize this part of the yeah. story. You so think this was? Not... You think that this was a? This was that she wasn't in. She wasn't in the the world championship because of the the suspension. Oh, no, no,
0: that's why she wasn't. It said that in the article. I think they – they uh, I didn't listen to their podcast, but they did a Beer Mile podcast episode on it, and they commented on the fact that they don't have, like, a system for, like, dealing with – This is actually – that's insane. With suspensions and stuff like that. If with I was Shelby. Athletes, and it's like, well, Chris, again, with all due respect, this is the Beer Mile. This isn't a USTAF event. Like, who cares if they're suspended? Like, who who gives a shit? If I like, was Shelby, if
1: I was Shelby and I was showing up to this event and I wasn't in the, the the world championship, then I would say, fuck off. I'm not doing this. Why?
0: That's insane. I'm wondering if Shelby was like just okay with it. But now he's got his hand up. He, he's going to go. And me and you have a relationship with Chris. So I feel like maybe I'm like, uh, censoring myself, something tells me that Danny, because he's the one without a relationship with Chris,
2: is about to go off. <laughs> here. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Miss Lippy, the part of the story that I don't like is it's the beer mile. Like, what are we doing here? The I feel like the beer mile is like was born out of not um not rebel, rebel like a rebellious spirit. It was, but it's the beer, but it's the beer mile. Like what are we doing? I understand that she's been suspended for um, suspected alleged um, performance enhancing drug usage, which you guys have covered and I'm on the same, on the same side. But I think number one, it's dumb to exclude her from the championship of the beer mile for the reason that the beer mile was born out of like being rebellious. It's the beer mile. Number two, I feel like the point of that national and world beer mile championship is to bring more eyes to that. So why are you not going to put one of the world's best middle distance runners in the marquee event of that entire meet? That just seems backwards and counterproductive to me. And then secondarily, I want to know what she can run in the real mile right now, because if you can run 543 slugging four beers, dude, dude, that's incredible like so dunny you i can't drink four beers in five minutes and 43 seconds (laughs) if i'm just sipping them
1: no dunny you're right you're right like there's there's a parallel between and and we i think we we talked about this when we first started the podcast and we were talking a lot of beer mile and we had chris on the first time like years ago um there's like a parallel between like Beer mile culture and like skater culture, right? It's the culture where you where you you jump the fence to like go do your event, and it's like it's kind of like a you know a a a middle finger to like authority. So yeah, you nailed it. Like this is this is counterculture. This is this is you know a uh, uh, you know something different, and you shouldn't be caring about this so I don't know. I it's I didn't know, I didn't it's I didn't sad. know I didn't know that part of it, and it actually kind of like. This, is, this should be, like, a really cool story, and I'm kind of soured on it a little bit now. So.
0: Yeah, and, and to your point, like, I want the beer mile to be serious enough that we can have these championships, that we can have it, you know, on YouTube, and people care about it, and it's something that we check in with every year. Like, I want it to be that, too. But I don't want it serious enough that it's, like, we start carrying over, like, USATF suspend Like, that. that's a bridge too far for me. And for the people who... On another hand, are upset about like a professional athlete getting involved in this stuff. It's like, first of all, it would be sick if we had more pros showing up to this event. Like, how much fun would that be? And second of all, nobody says anything about Corey Belmore. Like, he's a legit Miler. Like a legit Miler, sub four guy. Like he is he's no joke, and he's been dominating the uh the beer miles scene for years and years and years. So it's like I get Corey Belmore is not an equivalent to Shelby, like on a uh, global or, you know what I mean? Like Olympic stage, but Corey is legit. He is a very much a professional runner.
1: And to Shelby's credit, there's not a direct correlation between, a, between being a great miler and being a great beer miler. Agreed. There's a specific skill that comes along with chugging beer that fast and then running. So like, you know, like, I mean, we would all love to see, like, uh, you know, Craig Angles out there, but I don't think, I don't think Craig is going to challenge Corey Bellamore for the – A better, for...
0: a better example, see Yared, like the yeah. best yeah. model in the country, right? Now. You I think bet you, Jared, I bet
1: you, I'm... Yared would Listen. be, Yared would be double digits in in the beer mile. I
2: like, I, I love Dude, Yared. goose is back in the coop in the beer mile. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. goose is back in the coop. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it
0: surprised me. Maybe it surprised me. But someone tells me that uh, Neguse isn't ripping back Bud Lights. You know what I mean? Like something tells me he's not going to be able to just drop a a 430 beer mile.
2: I just think it's crazy because, and I'm sure this will like kind of, I'm not trying to segue into another topic, but like for a sport that's always craving attention, right? Like how can we bring more eyes to our sport? And you get into, I'm sure we'll get into it, tonight about how NBC isn't you know airing USA's this year but like granted it's different it's it's the beer mile but for sport that's craving attention how do you not have the, the arguably the best pure runner at the event in the marquee event that will bring eyes and particularly because she's surrounded in scandal right now Whether it's whether you whether you agree, whether you think she's guilty, whether you think she's not, whether you care, whether you don't, she's surrounded by that right now. And guess what? That brings eyes to your event, no matter what, in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong, but I just think it does. So what are we doing here? Like, it just seems backwards to me.
0: Steve, did you did you text Corey or
2: uh, Chris?
1: Yeah, Yeah, I did. Uh, We'll see. Well, maybe maybe we can. Uh, he he's not he wasn't hanging on my text message so maybe we'll uh you know maybe we'll get him on we'll 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 put his uh if he's able to call we'll put it at the end of the episode we'll put it okay. we'll, we'll put it in right here but um but yeah I, I I I agree I think we're all on the same page with that um on the on the topic of of Yared. Should we start moving into looking at some uh, some real races and some USAs? And I mean, maybe, you know, maybe because I think a lot has happened in the 1500 meters. Maybe we should just start with the men's 1500 meters at USAs. And before we talk about that, uh, we do need to touch on the fact that uh, Ingebrigtsen ran the European record of 327.95 at uh, where did he do it? It was at the Diamond League Oslo. But with that came, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven times under 330 at the Diamond, in the 1500, men's 1500 meter at the Diamond League Oslo. Oh my god. So we got Britson, we got uh, Katir, we got Nagus with an American record of 329.02 we got Tim Chariot, 329 uh Mario Garcia 329 um uh Ollie Hoare with the 329 um the other nordic guy what the heck's his name Nordas the 329 um and then we get into 330s our guy Josh Kerr finished ninth with the 330 but can you imagine my goodness imagine finishing
0: ninth with a 330
1: Oh my goodness! <laughs> That's great. what was in the air that night. My goodness! I mean that. Wild. I mean every every running podcast in the world is talking about it, so we don't need to go too deep into this. But Yared Nagus, American record, his second American record in the past year, I think. Um, but yeah, just a just an incredible race. What a what a day in Oslo.
0: Yeah, two things on that. I think the biggest takeaways were Yared and. I know we've talked about Yared at Nauseam, but it's like, you know, we've obviously talked to him a bunch. And, uh, you know, I think we always knew he had something special when we talked to him, we watch him race. He just seems to, like, have this extra, like, it factor. Um, But I got to be honest, Steve, like, in the times we've talked to him, I I just never expected this. I expected him to be very very good i don't know if i expected him to be great and he is great and it's one one thing he's on pace
1: to being one of the greatest american yeah mid-distance runners of all time like there's a big difference
0: and that and it's one thing to be great on like a u.s scene or like a college scene but he's great on a global scene he is great when you compare him to the likes of Tim Chariot and Josh Kerr and Inga Britson, like he belongs in that conversation. And I got to be honest, I did not expect that. That was not something that I, like I said, I expected him to be very, very good. I did not expect
2: him to be great. He's fantastic, man. I I don't think there's any way around saying that he is clearly one of the best 1500 meter runners in the world right now. And I think, Mike, to your point about, like, I don't think it's come out of nowhere. I think it's just a surprise in terms of, like, for you. And I don't don't know, Steve, I won't speak for you. But just in speaking with him, like, wow, he's such a humble and, like, unassuming guy that you don't necessarily expect that from him. And then you – and I think, like, you put that up against what Jacob Ingebrigtsen is, right, and he's Jakob. just this Jacob Bing sorry. I'm so <laughs> <wrong>. I don't <laughs> worry. I called
1: his brother Flip in one of our first.
2: <laughs> but Flip, that's a that'd be a sweet name too. But uh, but regardless, like he's you've got Jakob Bingebritz all these cool tattoos. He's rocking. Cool. He's rocking. Give Listen, me they're break. cool man. See, This is, this is my second cool. point.
0: We'll, we'll we'll get to our second point. You, you keep going because I had a second point for Dunny
2: but my point but my point is like he's much more kind of gregarious and like probably out there than like a Yared Magoose oh, yeah. is, right? So it's Yared, you know, Yared it, was
0: gonna hang it up after college. He was right, exactly. a dentist. And
2: he was gonna go he was gonna go be a dentist. Like Herbie. And it's like it's it's like, dude. And now he's one of the best fifteen hundred meter runners in the world. My point is like I don't think it's come out of nowhere. I think it's just you get a guy who's so humble and kind of unassuming that you see him do these things, and it's it kind of makes them that much more impressive, right? Because it's it's not in your face. He just goes out there I mean, and he I don't hammers think it home.
1: I get the sense that he didn't think he could do this.
2: Yeah, that's fair too. Yeah, like, that's kind of what I mean when we
0: talk to him. It's like he didn't give you any. Again, maybe he's just he's just the most humble guy in the world, and I do think he's humble. But agreed, see, like when we talk to. I him. Think-
1: I think when well, he when he crosses the finish line and sees three twenty nine, he's like, "Oh, I didn't think I could do that."
2: <laughs> I, that's just the sense I get from him. So, yeah, man. But I don't know, like that. And I think that's the coolest thing about him, too. And that's why I really, really like him. Is maybe he does know, right? Maybe, maybe he does. Maybe.
0: <laughs> so, uh, to the other point, there, I think obviously we need to talk about Jacob. Um, and Donnie, I just want to clear something up here. I'm not. I'm not an anti jakob guy. Okay, no, I don't think his tattoos are cool, but I think Jakob's great for the sport. I we we had a, a little text chain going there, and you called him King of Britson and I threw a little pukey face at you because listen, I listen. I could totally see you being a Jakob fanboy. I I'm a Jakob guy. I like him, but King of Britson, I mean, uh, uh, listen, like back back off. That's a that's a bridge too far.
2: Listen. I, if I need to be, I will be the Jakob Ingerbristen fanboy on this podcast. I will come back and defend my guy's honor. And I don't I, need to. I do not, I'm not against. He's the fastest I'm not guy against. In the world. But his tattoos are cool and I won't hear a that word is, against it. That is untrue. And then he also does, he's also rocking a Pepsi Rolex in his interview. That's cool. That's cool. That's a $20,000 watch. This is track and field. That's cool. Like, dunny, so or Steve, can it's you not imagine? All about, it's not all about money and material things. For sure not. but That thing's cool. And he's super fast. And I like him a lot.
0: Can you imagine? <laughs> like, Danny was a great runner. But if he was Jakob and Britson, can you imagine how insufferable he would be? dunny like, would be stupid tattoos. Dunny would be, he would, have, dunny would be
1: like... Matthew Centrowitz on steroids. Uh, oh, no, I might have a neck tattoo. Figuratively.
0: 100%. He'd be completely insufferable.
2: I, have, I would have a neck. I would have a neck tattoo. Yeah, I mean, you would. You probably <laughs> would. I,
0: hey, I'll admit,
1: I'm not sold on Ingebrigtsen yet, and not in terms of his like greatness as a runner. But I don't. I don't. I won't. I don't dislike him. I just don't know if I like him yet. I just I think, think that's that, fair. I just think that he's. I don't know. There's just so he's, he's starting to show his personality a little bit in these interviews. It's starting to show through a little bit. But it's like, I need you, I need a little bit more personality. I need you to embrace that you're the greatest mid-distance runner in the world right now. And I I don't necessarily need you to go like bad boy, but I need, like, I, I agree, wearing a- he needs regular, to be a villain. Wearing, wearing a $20,000 uh, watch to your pre-race interview is like a good step in the right direction. Like, I need you to be- I, I I need some more personality out of you, Jakob, and I need you to like pick what that personality is going to be. And guess what? It doesn't necessarily need to be that personality that everybody's going to like. You can be, you can be. If he was like, if he embraced like some of like a little bit of hate, then I think I'd be all in on him. But if oh, he's yeah. going to play, if he's going to play everything down the middle, I don't know. I don't know if I can get behind. him. Now, I don't know if I can be silent.
2: I am so with you there. Sorry to cut you off, Mike. But no. he needs to. Like, if I agree with you, man, like, it is so cool to wear, like, the Roly, right? But if you're going to do that, you have to be the villain, I think. I think you have to be, like, Steve Prefontaine-esque from, like, the movies where he's just super, super cocky, right? But I think it needs to be, you know, even juiced up even more. Like, give me the villain. I'm way better than you, and I'm going to bury you. Every time I get out, of well, the track, that's the I thing, that thing from him.
0: That's the thing. Villain would work so well for him because he, he just can, he'll just beat everybody. So it's like you can't you can't have an issue with him being a villain if he's beating everybody. It, 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 villain becomes uh, tough to swallow when you start losing and you're tr- still trying to be a villain and you can't pull it off. But is he
2: a villain if he's better than everybody else and pulling it off though? Or is he a villain when he's been that way for years and he finally starts to lose a step? Not no, that's way in the future, but
1: you need, you need a little bit of edge to you to be a villain. Like, like Sydney McLaughlin will never be a villain, right? She will right. be, a she, she, she's going to win gold in multiple events and she's going to be a darling of the sport because she will never give an inch on like any type of um unlikability. Jakob might though. Jakob might. He
2: might go. Michael Jordan.
0: Michael Jordan was a villain. But he just beat everybody. So it was almost like a lovable villain. Like you know what I mean? Like it, it it's hard pressed to find anybody who doesn't have a good thing to say about Michael because he was kind of a villain and kind of a jerk, but like he just beat everybody. So it didn't matter. Bill Belichick, but, Yeah, <laughs> right. Villain uh, doesn't look so good these days, I guess. But or you
2: know, that's a good point.
1: We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Let's uh, yeah, let's get. I to... love him.
2: <laughs> and Rand.
1: <laughs> All right, let's get to let's uh let's quickly kind of go through the men's fifteen hundred field here. So we got obviously Yared number one three twenty nine. Then we got Hobbs Kessler three. Three thirty-two, Cooper Tio three Cooper three thirty-two, Cole Hawker three thirty-four, Casey Comer three thirty-four, Johnny Gregoric three thirty-four. Uh, who else we got? Sam Prakel three thirty-four, Drew Hunter three thirty-four, Henry Wynn three thirty-five, Josh Thompson three thirty-five. I will stop there. Any takes on this? I, I'll I'll start with this. I think that, I mean, I I. I think Yared's going to run away with this. I don't, I think the only person that's going to be able to challenge him is going to be Tier. Um, I don't see, I don't see Kessler challenging uh, Yared for the win. Um, what are you guys' thoughts?
0: Uh, Tier's doubling. So that's, I, I don't know what's first, the 15 or the 5K, but he
2: is doubling. Hmm. Yeah. I think, um, I, I'm, I think even if he wasn't doubling, like, like Steve said, I just think, how do you bet it? But, bet against you're at Negus right now you yeah. know it's i just, just i i just whether think he runs away with it or not is i think up for question like maybe he wins in a kick but like i i just think he wins no matter what i
0: uh, i think i i don't i i don't want to i almost think that like there's no way he loses where this conversation we should find like be having right now is who else makes the team not who wins like yeah red yeah, it's going to win this thing. But who makes two, three is a very interesting conversation because there are about a dozen names on that list you just received. I don't even know if you mentioned everybody who I can think of. Like, here's one. How about Matthew Centrowitz? Oop, I didn't even get down that far of the list. How about Matthew Centrowitz? What about, Centrowitz? about, what about Craig telling- Engels? Are you telling me right now you'd be surprised if Matthew Centrowitz finished on the podium? I wouldn't. No. I know Dunny, I know Dunny's gonna try and paint me as a Matthew Centro I know he will, but I'm <laughs> telling you right now, I'll be the first to tell you I would not be surprised
2: if he ends up on the post. It's just it's just such a deep year globally for, for the 1500. Like and I will credit I I was just doing some reading beforehand. Like I'll credit Kyle Merber for this. 55 guys have run sub 335 in the world this year and 23 guys have run sub 333 i didn't do out the numbers of how many of them were american but it's a fair it's a fair amount like it's impressive man like there's just a lot of guys to pick from from that list that steve just mentioned um so i agree mike i think the argument or not the argument the conversation is who's making up the rest of the team
1: so there, there's a name I'm looking at here that I uh, I have slotted to steal the uh the the third spot on the podium. Mike, who do you think it is? I mean, I
0: know who mine is. Sam Preko,
1: the S and P five hundred. Yeah, I think that this is lining up for him to 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 make a world team. I think that uh, yeah, I think he's on that podium. Um, and then yeah, I think if I would if I were to bet like if I had to bet like win play show, I'm going Nagoose Tier. Prakel, but I think there's a couple wild cards in there. I think you you nailed it with Centro Dunny. Um, but but there's a name that we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast from day one that I feel like is having a decent six months to, you know, since the since the beginning of the year. Henry Wynn. Our guy Henry Wynn, I think is running pretty well. Now If it's not, if there's, if it's, if it's not like a blistering pace the entire way, like I I'm hesitant to say this because I feel like when the race gets too tactical, he doesn't do well, but it, this isn't going to make any sense. I know it's not going to make any sense, but he doesn't run well when it's super tactical and he doesn't run well when it's a blistering pace from the gun. If it's somewhere on the middle, If it's somewhere in the middle of it, like tactical and all out from the gun. I feel like Henry Wynn has a shot to make this team.
0: You're talking like chaos, right? Like if it's just kind of like a messy.
1: Yes. Yes. It's like if people don't know what pace to run, if somebody jumps out to the front and pulls it too hard, but fades and it's going to open up in that last 300 meters, 200 meters. I feel like he's a guy that could swoop in and steal a spot.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, another guy who I promised I would stop betting on is Johnny Gregoric, but I get, so so I won't bet
2: on him. So I I, I wouldn't. I, I beat him in that. high school. Don't bet on anybody I beat.
0: Well, you were very right, Donny.
2: I was actually going to ask though, like what'd you say, Steve? He ran three thirty four. He's run three thirty
0: four. Like he's in
2: the neighborhood, man. He's in the neighborhood. My point with
0: Johnny G is. the the reason I don't bet on him is because he's so talented and has the act or the, you know, like the, the personal best that make me always think like, you never know. You never know. Johnny G like could still have it. And every time I bet on him and I, it, he disappoints me. So I just, I don't think I can do it. But again, would I be like shocked out of my mind? I don't think I would. I, I don't know. So one of those guys,
2: there. man, that I feel like can just pop off at any time. Right. Like he just, like you said, he has Kenny, the ability. to. Kenny. I think he can. If you stick. When's if the last he time he popped there, off. When's it's the last been a time minute. Johnny's
0: it's done. been a
1: minute.
2: It's been a minute, but that doesn't mean that it's gone. So you know? here's the thing.
1: Here's the thing about Johnny G. And I got a lot of love for Johnny G. So I, I feel bad saying this, but I feel like he's going to be in the mix. He will be in the mix. Probably through this next Olympic cycle. But he is destined for like a fourth to sixth place finish in every single final he runs.
0: I, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not putting money. What
2: Like he's in it. Like, is this his last chance, Olympic cycle wise? No, because I feel like he's
1: going to stay exactly the same through the next Olympics. So, like, okay, I sure. I, I feel well, like I, he could, I feel away. like he could run 3:34 <laughs> for the next four years, and I, I just I. I just he, I just haven't seen the eye, out, eye of the tiger out of Johnny in a really long time. What
0: about uh? What
1: about Kessler? Does
0: anybody have any strong takes on Kessler? Young gun, I, you fresh know, blood in there. He, he maybe doesn't know the stage he's on quite yet, and goes in there and does something crazy.
1: You know that he's an interesting one because. I don't have a great read on him. I don't know what to make of Hobbs yet. He's so young. He's got so far to grow in his career. Like, he, I feel like he's he's a true wild card. It wouldn't surprise me if he's if he's on the podium, but it also wouldn't surprise me if he's, like, near the back yeah. of the pack coming into the last 200 meters.
0: That's um, exactly what I was thinking. It's, like, it could be an all-time blow-up. Like, you just yeah. don't know. I, again, another, not another guy I would put money on and we haven't seen lines yet, but not a guy would sprinkle anything on just because it feels too like uh, chaotic. It could be blow-up potential, especially when there's so many guys who feel like a kind of more of a safe bet. I mean, we keep saying I wouldn't be surprised. There's like literally 12, 13 guys in this field that I could
2: say I would not be surprised if they made the team. I just ready. think that's the 1,500 right now, yeah. and I think that's yeah. awesome for track, right? It's the, It's arguably the premier event. And for for us to be able to be like, hey, the goose is gonna probably win, <laughs> but but the rest of the race is who knows, right? It's a crapshoot. Like it's gonna be a super super fun event to watch through the entire through the entire weekend. There,
1: there there's a name near the bottom of this list that I don't think belongs at the bottom of this this list. And he always sticks his nose in it. He's always, he's always trying to push the pace. He's always trying to, like, race. Eric Avila doesn't belong at the bottom of this list. Eric he, he's accepted. Oh, no, he's scratched. Mm. All right. Oh, so he must that. be injured. Oh, that's too bad. I don't know what happened. Because he's qual- qualified, accepted, and it has a scratch next. So that's too bad. Well, there goes my take on that. Oh, well. All right. Let's move on. Let's, let's look at the woman's 1500 meter. Um, uh, okay. So instead of just listing off their times, I'm just going to read a couple of the top names. We got Heather McLean in this. We got Elise Cranny, Corey McGee, Sinclair Johnson, Nikki Hiltz, Emily Mackey. Uh, what are the big names? We got Danny Jones. Um, yeah, we got a, and then a whole list of other runners, but those are some of the big ones. Um, I will start off by saying Nikki Hilts is kind of on a little bit of a tear right now. I don't know what You've has been quiet on. for a while, too. She was very quiet and like she wasn't running well, but something has changed for her in the past year, and she has been running out of her mind. And I feel like I think I I would and I would put money on Nikki to get on this podium. Um I know there's some monster names in here and uh you know there's some there's a couple of names that have run faster than her this year but I just think that the way that Nikki's been running like I I I want to see her on the podium um and I believe that she can do it. So that's kind of like my big take on on this uh you know this this event.
0: So So I think there is a name that the biggest wild card in this event, but like before we even get into, you know, the leaderboard and the who we think is going to win, the biggest wild card. And Singmo, she is not running the eight hundred. She has like. Wait a second! Did I miss this? Yeah, so she she has the auto call from the eight hundred.
1: She's running
0: the. Fifteen. Wait, but does she does she have an accepted time? She doesn't have an accepted time, but I saw her on the list. Let's see. She's not on USATF, so it is She doesn't have a time, no time, but her status is declared and accepted. So I don't know. I don't know the ruling on that. I don't know how. You, maybe like it's through her eight hundred time, oh, or the fact is. that she was uh, you know, won the. I I don't know. I don't know what auto like accepts her her entry into that but she is in it Mm. and you know it's one of those things where it's like we keep saying this would you be surprised would you be surprised would you be surprised if mo just wins the damn thing uh probably not Mm. right so yeah that's a game
1: changer it's a while where if if we were to put say this 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 um say this this was on DraftKings, and I meant to start the show by saying I've I've reached out to DraftKings several times this week to or the past week to see if lines were going to be posted. We don't know. We don't know if lines are going to be posted. So we're kind of, you know, we were hoping to have lines for the show, but they weren't up. We don't know if they're going to be posted. Um, we're planning on doing a show next week, so we're hoping to get like some lines mid-track meet. Um, and if they do show up, pop up later this week, we might post some Instagram videos or whatever. So, um, but if lines were to pop up, where would you put Mo at for like odds wise?
0: My guess is that'd be a
1: tricky runner to handicap for this event.
0: My guess is the handicappers will be on to it and she'll be not the juice that you'd want. What do you think? Are we talking plus money here? Yeah, we're talking plus money. Really? Okay. We're talking plus money. I would say, I don't know, plus 150, plus 200. So if you get anything like that,
1: I think if you get anything like that, say say odds pop up. Say odds pop up on DraftKings. If you get any plus money odds on a thing, I think you need to hammer it.
0: Yeah, I mean, who would the favorite in this be? I mean, I guess... It's Heather, it's Heather, Heather McLean. Yeah, but which you think she would be like the odds-on favorite? I know she has the. Fastest I think she'd be pretty close. Him.
1: I think she'd be close to like even odds. So I think you're looking at like, you know, plus one twenty, plus one yeah. forty, yeah, somewhere in that range. Um, and but I think you have like I think you have like four girls in that. Range. I think you have like Heather McLean, Elise Cranny, Corin McGee, Sinclair Johnson. I think they're all. Plus money under plus two hundred. I think you got. They're like they're kind of all kind of bunched together
0: there. Yeah, maybe even like ranging up to two fifty, maybe. But
2: still, yeah. Cranny was something I wanted to ask you guys about what your thoughts were because I was seeing she's entered in a ton of events. Obviously, she's been scratched from some. But like, what do we what do we think is like her target events? Like, obviously, she's run three fifty nine and fifteen hundred this year, but like she's entered in 15 5 10 like what what do we think she's scratching what what do we think her target right is i mean i would because my you'd guess 1500 right
0: i guess yeah i mean i could see her doing a five, out. 5 10 double though you know what i mean like yeah so or I, 15 5 double so i don't know
1: i think in it She's going to be where she thinks she has the best opportunity to compete on a world stage, right? If she thinks she's going to do have a better shot in the 1500 meters, she might, that might be the event she goes all out at.
0: Um I just think it's more of a crowded field a little, bit. Uh, maybe
2: not. I don't know. It just to me seems like, like you said, Mike, it's a crowded field. It's, and again, this is like, it's a, I feel like it's a, race it's a the 1500 is a quicker race where more things can go wrong right yeah. in terms of there's there's not enough there's not as much time to cover moves etc and also get into of strategy but it's just like to see somebody entered in all three of those is like super interesting to me
0: yeah i'm just i'm looking at like my notes here it's just to me the 5k 10k seems a lot thinner yeah than the 15 the 15 kind of seems more like uh anybody's ball game here yeah. That's an interesting one.
1: Yeah. I, I, I yeah, she, I don't know, but how are we feeling about our girl
0: Sinclair? Yeah. I mean, that's probably who I would put money on too. Uh, uh, again, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm biased. I don't know. I just yeah. think in, in, in a field where anybody, in a field where anybody can win, so I I, I, I'll, I feel say like this. Sinclair can always take it. So I'll say
1: this about Sinclair. I think that this is an extremely important meet for her. I think that she is, um, she's been running well. She's put up some good times the past couple months. Uh, and she's kind of like, I feel like the last couple opportunities on this stage, she was still young and it was okay to finish fourth. It was okay to finish off the podium. I feel like she needs to put her foot down with this meet as like being one of the top mid distance runners in the country. Now she's got to like do it now. I got some fireworks going on outside my window. I don't know if you hear those, but, um, I think that this is, this is arguably the most important mm-hmm. event, the, the, the most important meet of her career.
0: Yeah. I I think that that might be true because, you're right. I think this is kind of that pivotal point of she's now kind of the veteran, right? In that veteran class of of middle distance runners in the U.S. And she is trying to make her name as kind of like the, one of those staples, one of those every time you hear it. Um, I think she's done enough at this point to kind of, as far as like a le- making her legit and making her in that conversation, But if you go out there this time and win it or continue pushing that through, then you're right. But if she goes out there and bombs, then you got issues.
2: Yeah, I think you look back on this meet for her and it's like this was her almost not coming out party, but like cementing herself as one of the top female middle distance runners in the United States. Or to your point, it's like maybe she has the talent, but can't she get the job done when it most matters? Like in that realm of athlete. And that's harsh to say for sure. But I think that's kind of maybe where it falls, you know, with this upcoming USAs.
1: All righty. Let's move on to the men's, uh, 5k and Hey, let's, uh, I feel like we're, we, we, we spent for good reason. We spent a lot of time on the men's fi- men's and women's 1500. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get easy, off. But... Let's get off our, let's get off our takes. We don't necessarily need to go through every single athlete here in the, in these, uh, in these race, but let's go to the men's 5k real quick here. Um, so we got the big names up here. I do want to mention, and this would have been a lead story for us, uh, in uh, you know, if we had if if we didn't take two months off the podcast. Um, but Paul Cholimo ran his PR in the 10K, and a guy that was kind of like fading off into the distance, fading off into you know, riding into the sunset, is back in our lives, and he's back in a in a uh, he's back in our lives, and he's back in you know, competing. In these 5k, in the 5k and 10k, so Paul Chalimo is back. Um, so that's kind of my take for the 5k, 10k. But well,
0: how do you how mind? back are you talking? Are you talking like you see him making this team kind of back? Or are you saying just like, oh, like that, that's cute that like Chalimo is competing again? He's in the mix. Or are you saying like, no, 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 like he's making this team type of back?
1: My prediction is he makes the 10k team, okay. Wow. Yeah. I think that I, I, yeah. I think, I think he makes, uh, I won't say 10K. I think he makes a team. He makes 18. All right.
0: He makes 18. So Woody and Grant. Well, let's, I guess, start with Grant. Is Grant, Grant, do we pencil him in in both teams right there? No problem. 100%.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Are you penciling him in as the winner on both or?
2: Um, I feel like the ten k is more up for grabs, winner wise. But I pencil him in to win the five k. I, I think he wins yeah. the five k.
1: I'll, I'll go with that. I, I'm gonna say pencil him in to win. Win at least one. Pencil him in for both teams, though.
2: Yeah, like I think if you're talking about the ten k, like who's gonna win? Like for me, I'm looking like I think Joe Klecker has a good chance to win the ten k. Yep, I love Joe Klecker. I think he's a. I think he's a beast, dude. Um, I've got him like how, how Steve looks at um, Chalima to make one of the teams. I look at Joe Klecker to make one of those teams. See that, man. I, I...
0: Woody's going to make a team. I don't think he'll make both. He'll make a team. There's just no way he doesn't. He made. He he seems Grant and Woody always seem to show up around championship time. So I can see them both just going one two and both like they did at um the trials, but I want to think that Woody only makes one team because I I just want to see like more open spots, right? Like I don't I don't want to see Grant Woody Klecker on both, right? It's just like I want to see more people in there. I'd love to, I want to see Mance in the mix. Uh, I want to see uh you know Cooper Tears in in um. The 5K, I, I would love to see that. I would love to see Chalimo in the mix. I'll be Nur could be right. It's like I one of these. Nir, I
1: think Nur will be in the mix. Yeah. I, I think Nur will would be in the mix to... of 5K. And I have I have a bold take in this. Um I I think I think Sean McGordy's due for a big pop. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm not saying I while. love it. I'm not saying I love it. I don't I'm not saying like I'm cheering for him over any of the guys we've we've uh, we've mentioned. I just think that I just think he's due for a big pop. I do. I think he. Yeah. So I think that that's
0: that could happen in this 5k race. All right. I, I know this isn't as bold, I guess, as the majority pick, but I, I'm, I'm taking Connor Mance in the 10k. I think he's making the team in the 10k. So, but
1: Mike, that's like, that's really tough to say. I mean, he's just coming off Boston Marathon. So he's got a transition from marathon training to 10K training. And we saw in the, uh, the Olympic trials that U S is gone beyond just being really fit to compete in the 10K. You have to do 10K specific speed training to compete. So while I love the fact that. Connor Mance is in these races, and I hope that he does well in both of them. He's one of our guys. I just don't think that he's going to be able to compete with the track speed that you're seeing from these other guys that are specializing in these events. Yeah, but the guys
0: running this event, Grant and Woody, they're doubling back. I mean, they're not going to want to do anything crazy. It's not like it's going to be – I mean, maybe this is talking to your point. Maybe it's coming down to more of a, to more of a finish. I think I going to into that, like, Mike. I, you, I don't do you know. It? Connor Mance is just a gamer. He shows up and he he races. I, I hear what you're saying, but he did have like two and a half months to cut down and find some speed. He was obviously in sick shape in uh, the spring for Boston. I don't know. I like I. I think the 10K is kind of event, and I think he's a gamer, and I think he's had enough time. That's where I'm at, Steve. So he'll. When I've made my decision. When the lines come out, because they will come out, I'm putting money on him to to make the podium. And I don't think you can do that, but I'm still
2: gonna say I'm gonna do it. He will definitely put himself in the mix, I think. Right. Like yeah, he's gonna make the podium. If you're looking at it with a I think if he's think feeling he's good, gonna make the the podium. Go, he's in there. Now here's a question for you, Mike. We're you talking mean, Hold on, hold on, wait a second, wait a second. We're saying a lot
1: of people are gonna make the podium. What so you think hes is going
0: to make the podium.
1: So hun. 10K prediction right now, Mike.
0: I just said it. He's going to make the
1: podium. No, 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 no. 10K podium prediction. Tell me who's your one, two, three.
0: Grant, Klecker, Mance.
1: Grant, Klecker. Dunny, what's your 10K prediction?
2: I've got Grant, Klecker. I'm going to go with uh, Kincaid as well. So it's the top three, but that's who I'm feeling.
1: I'm going Grant, Kincaid, Chalimo. I love it. I think, no, I... I think, I think Klecker gets left off the World Championships teams. That would be sad on both around. teams. And, oh, but I think he makes he makes the Olympics team next year. But I think he gets left off of both teams this time around.
0: All right. Well, then Mike, fine. Five k, five k, same thing. Mike
2: what? is the mystery man in the five k. I'm looking at this list. Is is the mystery man in here? Well, that would change everything.
1: Mike, five k five k podium prediction. Go. Well,
0: why do I have to go first? I was the one who asked the question. Dunny, five k. I, I turned it Fine, on. Fine, I'll go first. I'll well, go, you first. go first.
1: All right, I'll go. I'll go. Um. Fisher Nur.
2: Uh, tier. Whoa. I'm going. fit I have the same two is you steve fisher ner and then i like sean mcgordy
1: Mm, okay
2: well you talked me he you talked me into it with your little spiel there i was on the fence i wish i
0: i wish i went first now but i'm going fisher kincaid tier all right I, I felt like that would have been a bigger splash if Steve didn't already take tier, but
1: listen, I don't want him. I mean the guy wore a fake Yankee suck t-shirt, so <laughs> yeah. I don't want him to make team. I'm just making making predictions here. So
2: Yeah, just because he's just because he has cucka style doesn't mean he's not fast. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so is, right. any, is anybody looking at the uh the, the USATF entries? Website? Why the heck do yeah. they do men's, men, women, all women's? It, it, women it, all? It's,
2: it's, it's the scary. worst website on the planet.
1: Yeah,
0: it's terrible. It's, been,
2: it's impossible, impossible to follow this website. As and if he, the deck wasn't stacked enough against track and field, they got to yeah. make it harder to figure out where to find out <laughs> who's in what race.
1: Any, uh, any, bold, any, uh, any takes on uh, on the on the women's five k, ten k?
2: I think Caitlin tooie makes a team.
1: Kalen, too. Oh, I like that pick. Which one? I think
2: she makes a team. Uh, I'm gonna go. I don't know. I just think she makes a team. I'm gonna go with the 10K, but I think Ooh. she makes either one of those teams.
0: I could see her making a team. So, if I was gonna pick a team, it would be the five K.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I just always err on the side of, you know, the longer race more, to have more can more happen. Time than 10K. To... Yeah. Yeah, I think just with these and only in, like, championship-style meets like this where maybe it could just be a more tactical and she could really just stick herself in there and kind of just roll with the punches as it goes along. Yeah. But I, I, the 5K is probably her stronger event, right? But I just think, you know, you stick yourself in there, you have more time in the 10K to cover moves, whatever it might be. I think the 10K might be the team that she makes over the 5K. But like I said, I think she makes one of those teams for sure. Uh, Alicia's winning
0: the 10k, yeah, 100%. Cranny's winning the 5k.
1: I like that. I like those picks. I can get both behind both of those. Um I do want to point out that uh uh Natasha Rogers is kind of putting herself in the yep. mix here in the 5k and 10k and uh you know we you know she's been somebody that's been chasing redemption from the uh the 2012 Olympic trials where she finished 3rd. But got left mm-hmm. off of the Olympic team. And that's she's been kind of chasing that dream, trying to make a make a team ever since 2012 when she was fresh. When she I believe she was still in college when she ran that race. So um she's having a great year and she's in the mix in both the 5k, 10k. So keep an eye out for her. Um all right, let's see. Whiny Kaladi makes a team. Janey Kaladi. Well, she strikes me as somebody again, yeah. she, she's makes got, got that. She,
0: she, yeah, she, she's gonna make a team She, she's, she's
1: gonna be in the mix of both events but you know will she make yeah. a team
0: those are my two All right, my winners and then Kaladi makes a team
1: alright moving down into the, some of the speedier events we'll quickly touch on the 800 and then if anybody has any takes on any of the other events um, I'll just start off here with the men's like Bryce it's go time baby Price, yeah, I mean, Price
2: Hopple wins. This you, you this gotta you, you better. This it's not is even the like time. A, it's this not is a, time. Yeah,
0: you better win. You better win, because listen, it's it's time to to make it very well known that the American USA 800 meter goes through Bryce Hopple. It does no longer goes through Donovan Brazier. Uh, it goes through Bryce Hopple, and this is where you cement it. It's no longer like a. Oh, I hope Bryce wins, or like Bryce has a good shot at winning or Bryce should win every time he steps on the line with 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 this field. And on a global stage, we know he should be competing on that too. So yeah, no, you're right. It's it's go time and anything but gold is a disappointment for Bryce.
1: Mike, I'm gonna send him that message the morning of the race. I'm gonna say Bryce, it's time to let the world know that the men's that the, the men's USA 800 meter goes through Bryce Hopple. I love that. I agree. It it's time. I mean, the field's open. Like it, it it's and he's got the talent to 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 make something happen here. Um looking at the list, um other than the names at the top, I mean, we got some Clayton Murphy's hanging around. I mean, the guy just won't go away. Um but uh, I'm looking at Isaiah Harris. I think he's a guy that uh I think he finished 5th at the trials last uh, last time around. Um, And I think he, he, he's a guy that's running pretty well. Look for him to kind of pop and get on the podium. Um, Dunny, any, any takes on the men's 800 before we move on to the women's.
2: Uh, Nothing, nothing that's gonna, you know, light the world on fire. I think for me, it was just the 800 meter now runs through Bryce Hopple. Like Mike said, he's been right on the cusp, I think since, you guys started this podcast, so it's it's now time to prove right. The 800 meter runs through Bryce. What about uh, Jewett?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I I see him making the team. This, you know, I, if spoiler. I if I were if I were, to, if I were to pick if I were to predict my team, I'm going Hopple, Jewett, uh, Harris.
0: And then here's another name for you, Steve. What if what if out of the woods a bronze medal goes to Devin Dixon?
1: Well, I was looking at that. Yeah. I was looking at that. And um, it'd be one of those names where if there was like, if I was looking at DraftKings and there was this insane odds, if we were like looking at like plus like 2,500 plus 3,000, something like that, it might be worth a sprinkle. So it caught my eye. And uh, he's a guy that certainly has talent, but just hasn't put it to use yet in his pro career. So you never know. You never know. So All right. I, I, caught, I, I won't lie. We're,
0: we're not we're not a Devin Dixon podcast, but I saw that and I was like, Yeah, I would definitely I would definitely bet on him. We're not anti Devin Dixon. Right. Right. We're not anti Devin Dixon, but at the time he was coming up, it was like you either had to be a Bryce guy or a Dixon guy. actually you didn't have to be that, but I felt like I yeah. needed to draw that line in the sense. <laughs> at That's the what same what I love time, you, Mike. yeah. If you're not one time, of my guys, if you're not with us, you're against us.
1: Yeah and and at the same time you are either a uh, Morgan or a Grant guy and we declared in are. <laughs> yeah. Now we're boys with Grant so it are boys with both those guys so I mean that didn't that didn't last very long. Um on the women's side um you know a little disappointing not having Mo in there but it kind of opens the door for some other names. Of course you all you have the you have the uh the Wilsons and the Rogers up there their their names have been staples at the top of the The top of the uh you know the start list for a a very long time, but then you have um Sage Herter Klecker. So I do believe that a Klecker will go to World Championships, but I don't know if it's gonna. Uh,
0: So I think she's gonna be in the
1: mix. Um, another name that I'm looking at on here is Nia Atkins, who's been having a very uh you know solid season. She's somebody that I feel like could, if it's up for grabs. And it's kind of a tactical race. She could steal a spot. So so somebody else to kind of look for on that list.
0: Donnie, what if I told you that Steve didn't even mention the girl who's gonna win this race? What if I told you that? I do. Tell me more. <laughs> uh yeah, Michaela Rose is gonna win it. Coming fresh off her NCAA championship. Uh she is a cocky mf'er, and I love it. And she this is wide open. is not in the, the field, so it's wide open. Listen, I've never I've never trusted Aji in a big race. I just don't. I don't trust Aji in a big race, which means that this is completely wide open. danny he's got some kind, of some kind of lightning storm going on in this house. And so yeah, Michaela Rose, like I said, she's got the momentum, she's feeling it. She's gonna win this thing. Steve didn't even he chose not to mention. But you know what I'm saying, like I, I like listen. I like it. I like it. Aji's Aji's great, but like, she just makes me nervous on the big stage. It's she seems like the type of person who like rattles off dubs, but on the big stage, I just I I don't trust her to make it happen. Uh, I do like Raven Rogers to make the team, though.
1: Really, that's a that's a bold prediction there. All
2: right, sorry boys, I lost a light bulb. Yeah, I mean,
0: Danny, that was <laughs> you.
2: You were about to give me a stroke or something? Do that. Dude, sorry, but I love the Michaela Rose pick. I love riding with, for some reason, I've always loved riding with, you know, NCAA champions and just top college performers rolling into NCAAs because I love just coming out of one competitive meet and rolling into the next one. Now, historically, is it there? Is, like, the track record there to back that up? Probably not but I just love like rolling into that. Like you just came from the biggest meat of your life and now you're rolling into the next one. And I think there's a lot to be said for that in the favorites, not in the events. Like it's right. Yeah.
1: So speaking of coming off of NCAAs and rolling into the next event, we'll look at the women's 400 meters here. And this is going to be for me this is much watched television because you have Britton Wilson from uh, university of Arkansas coming off a four of, she's got a 49.13. So a super impressive time in college coming into USA's, but then you have a little bit of a twist. You got Sydney McLaughlin has uh, is focusing on the 400 meters right now. And she's got to qualified with a slightly slower time of 49.51. And so this could either be a case of, the young gun coming out of college and challenging one of the greatest athletes to ever walk the face of the planet or Sydney McLaughlin, putting her foot down, putting the hammer down and saying, I can do it in the 400 heat hurdles and I can also do it in the 400 meters. So I think that this showdown between these two athletes is going to be very interesting.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I choose the the latter there, Steve. I, I agree with Dunny and that's part of the reason why I made my last pick where I do like, that momentum and kind of like the um, young ignorance ignorant is bliss type approach, or it's like you don't even know what you're up against. But that all kind of goes to shit when you run up against Sydney McLaughlin. Like it's a different story. Like I said, in the 800, I don't trust Aji, where it's like in a big race, who do you trust more than Sydney McLaughlin? So That's kind of where I draw the line on that narrative, and uh, I think Sydney shows up like she always does, and I do too. I
1: do too. I I just think it's interesting, right? I, you know what, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Sydney goes out at American record pace. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if Sydney's not not even concerned about winning the race. She's concerned about, uh, you know, you know, chasing down records, but. But she's coming from a completely different skill, so it's like it could be more difficult than you know, you know, than she's hoping
2: for. So, yeah, I think Mike, to your point, right? you, you talk about coming from that ignorance is bliss mind state. I think it's kind of twofold. One, you're talking about the 800, like we just were. The favorite's not in there. Sydney McLaughlin, while she may not, she's a 400 meter hurdler by you know trade it's hard to argue that she's not the favorite going into this race in the overwhelming favorite in my opinion and i think to coming out of that ignorance is bliss mind state is michaela rose won the 800 meters and i'm not i'm not sitting here saying like britain wilson isn't fantastic like i think everybody who was kind of giving her crap about like oh you did the double and you didn't win like it takes away from that like that's bullshit that's stupid but I think there is some, you know, mental aspect to that as well, right? Like if she had won one of those races and then she's rolling into the 400 meter at USA's, so I think it's a little different. Um, but yeah, I'm yeah, I'm I'm with you there, Mike. I think, I think it's just a little bit different. You know, we're talking about Michael Rose in the 800, and then Britton Wilson into the 400, I, and Sidney McLaughlin is just it's tough to. Bet against her just think that she's not going to put her foot down and just decimate the competition right
1: men's 100 meters so this is the second must watch uh, event of the uh, of the you know USA championships Um, and it is must watch because you have Noah Lyles focusing on the 100 meters not running in the 200 meters Uh, so this is this is going to be crazy. It, does Noah have the speed to compete? I mean, he's coming in with the, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, sixth, seventh ranked time be, behind the likes of Trayvon Bromel, Marvin Bracey, Christian Coleman's in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So does Noah Lyles compete here? Uh, and this would, I mean, this, if he's able to compete here, if he's able to get on this team, I think it's pretty badass. So I want to, I want to see Noah Lyles win this. You know, I, I that that's just me.
0: I think he's a no doubter to make the team. I don't think so. You think he's a no doubter to make this team? I think he's a no doubter to make the team. I don't think he wins. I hope
2: so. Dude, that's a bold prediction.
0: I think he's a no-doubter. That's to make.
2: bold, man.
0: So, it's so let's fucking miles. I mean, what are we doing? It, he's it a no-doubter. It it's a like different if, event. Yeah, I you know, but it'd be one thing if he was doubling back or if he was running the... You know what I mean? It's like he's been focusing on the 100. Yes, he wouldn't... Do. This man wouldn't go into an event if he didn't think he what? had a chance to win the damn thing.
2: When's so, was the last time uh, he really, raced the 200? Do you guys? I don't do we know? know, Dunny. I don't know. Would you well, say like that? I said, when's the last time he raced the two hundred? Because Mike's talking about he's been not focusing on the hundred. He, he, he. I think, yeah, not that long ago. I just,
0: yeah. th- I, I'm just saying, I don't think he comes into this focusing on the hundred, like only racing the hundred, unless he knows that he has a chance to win this thing. I think no, not the,
2: why not? He has the auto qualifier to world for the two hundred. So why wouldn't, because why wouldn't you? He's got too much pride for that.
0: He's got I, too much pride. He's a proud he's a proud man.
2: Yeah, he's super proud. He's a stud. But like... I, Noah Miles think... is a no-doubter. A no-doubter to make the team. We're not talking
0: winning the race to make the team. To make the team.
2: I just think it's a stacked race. I it's think it's going to be tougher than yours. Miles
0: great. Christian Coleman's great. They're all great. We're talking Noah Lyles. We're talking.
2: I will not be surprised if you make the team. I just think it's tougher in than country. you're making it out to be.
0: He's a no doubter. We're talking Noah Lyles. It's a different. I hope so. It's I a different talent. Should we sprinkle a little
2: something on it? Me and you. Yes,
0: I would love to. What do you want?
2: Let's put a nice. Let's put a nice bottle of vino on it. Okay. Just All right. And listen, I. To win. To win, oh, to win, to win. Because if you're convinced he's making the team, you should be confident that he has a chance to win.
0: Well, see, I'm not. See, you're you're, you're ruining so my How confident are you? How it, okay? confident
2: are you that he can make the team? Well, screw
0: it. I, I'll drink a nice bottle of wine via the Donovan family. I'm happy to do that. I'll take it.
2: All right, I will. So put it this way. I'll bet you. I will bet you a $100 bottle of wine. Woo! I will buy you a $100 bottle of wine if he wins. Okay. I'll buy you a $75 bottle of wine if he makes the team. Woo! Because I love you.
0: And then so if he doesn't make the team, what do I owe you? A $100 bottle of wine? If, yes, correct. Okay. okay. Done. 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 Cool. All right. Done.
2: Yeah. Okay. Done. Yikes. Okay. And, I, and, and I want in no way... I want this in no way for when Noah Lyles listens to this, to think, <laughs> for him to think that I don't have confidence in him. I just think it's going to be tougher than my friend Mike thinks it is.
0: Yeah, well, I'll just – me and Noah will share that $100 bottle of wine together. Good. I hope you do. We'll sit back and we'll we'll pop a bottle together. Friend of the friend
1: of the program, former guest of the podcast.
0: That's right.
2: The best. <laughs>
1: uh. Um, Hey, uh, so we'll, I, I want to touch on one more event here. We're looking at the men's 110 hurdles. We got our boy. Um, uh, uh why, why am I blanking right now? Where Where is he at? Where is he at? Devin Allen. He's in the race, right? Yes, he is. Okay, good. Thank God. I thought it, I thought I, I was looking at the start list and I wasn't finding his name. So, uh, Devin Allen is in the men's 110 hurdles. But he is one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh ranked coming in, which I don't think means a ton. But do we have redemption for our boy Devin here?
0: Oh, that's right. I forgot. I mean, this is go birds. Go Birds, yeah. Well, <laughs> if anybody knows knows me, I've cast a curse across across all of Philadelphia. So that's right. I think, I don't know if I can refer.
1: So Devin Allen, he was one of our favorite athletes in the sport. Former, we had him on the podcast. Nice interview. Uh, Big, we were big fans. But every time he races now, he comes across, he comes across the line and he says, fly Eagles fly. And I just kind of like,
2: I just like, yeah,
1: send a chill down the spine. I'm like, I don't know if I can cheer for this guy anymore.
2: I don't think he makes the team
0: though. Yeah, because I cast a curse across all eagles. So Mike's a witch. Mike's a I witch. Think, Yeah, I think I think I'm out. I don't think he makes it. I think he makes the team. I hope so. I think he makes it. To him. I, I think he gets an exemption from my, from my hatred. He's not real. Yeah, does,
1: does does Grant
0: Holloway win? It's crazy not seeing him as the top seed. It's I know. It's yes. Good. Cordell he, Tinch out of Pittsburgh State
1: is a uh, Pittsburgh State University, is not number one seed coming in. I mean,
0: the answer. You know, I, Grant Hallways
2: winning.
0: Yeah, if DraftKings is posting odds, he'd still be the odds on favorite.
2: Grant Holloway's winning, man. I've never even heard of Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh State University. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> He's is, a good point is Pittsburgh State University even in Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh's not a state. <laughs> there is a state. <laughs> all right all right you're
0: fine uh you have, you heard your first grand all of his winning
1: <laughs> anybody uh anybody have any other takes on uh on on any events any uh any other events you want to cover any other athletes that you want to talk about we didn't talk about yet
2: uh nothing to cover I just I think it's crazy that Evan Jagger just never races
1: yeah well I think he's I think he's like is weird. he hurt? I think he's in a lot of pain. Like I, I just think he, I just think he, it's I think, bad, saving, I think he's, I think he's saving for one more Olympic run. I think he's okay. He, Can I, I say that? I think he, I think
2: he's, obviously, but yeah.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, right? I'm guessing because I know he had injury problems and he came back and he ran great and now he kind of disappeared. I think he's, he's on a, he's on a pitch count right now.
2: I think if that's, and I'm sure that is probably the case. I just like what a shame! Like what yeah. a talented guy that we like. I feel like just didn't get to see the best of over like a long career.
1: Yeah, I mean, but we saw him for. I mean, we saw the best of him for like over a decade. Well, I guess not. Yeah. Is it a decade? Not. No, because he he kind of broke up. He, he, he ran broke that up Olympics. In 2012.
2: Yeah, he ran that Olympics and did well. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, and this is ignorance of me. I should know if he was a medalist or not, but like, I've always been a Jager fan. I just like, he ran that freshman year at Wisconsin Schumacher left and he's like, yeah, I'm sick. I'm going pro. Yeah. (laughs) So it was just like, I, you know, you, when that happened, I just expected like this crazy run. It's just a shame that somebody like him got hurt a bunch, but
0: yeah. Uh, two, two alibis. Um, Dendi I was going to bring him up. To win the long jump. I like that. Uh, And then I I feel like I'm just going to say this name. Because if not, we always seem to get crucified. And we don't bring him up. Uh, Ryan Krauser's great. He, he's good. He's really good.
2: Dude, why Same? do you have to bring him up? He's the best.
0: Be, be, because every time we don't, every time we either do or don't say Ryan Krauser's name, somehow we get in trouble. By, by people, on, people hate
1: us every time we talk about Ron
0: Krause. I don't know, or every I time think. we don't talk about him, it's like, Well, what do you want me to do? So, I'm just gonna say he's great. Yeah, he's very good. He's
1: very good.
0: Um, it what, what number would you have to see
1: on DraftKings to bet him? Like, because we all know it's gonna be uh, crazy okay. minus odds. What's the number where you're like, Yep, I am putting a ridiculous amount of money on this minus odds because it's it's like a guaranteed return? I mean, we so got him in my
2: ass. Yeah, what was he during the Olympics? So I don't he, remember.
1: So during the Olympics, he started at minus three hundred, but I think it went up to minus thirteen hundred by the before the uh, the finals. So I think at minus three
2: hundred,
1: just to put it in context, minus three hundred was the number where I am putting a large sum of money because I know it is guaranteed. Well, it'll be higher. it would have
2: to be higher. My yeah, for me, minus five hundred and below. I, I think mean, I just hammer it.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. So the next, I next, think it's
0: going to be at least a minus thousand. The number two seed is a full meter behind him. Yeah. I'm
2: just a mush. So that, anything with four digits, I'm running away from. <laughs> yeah. I guess. But I think you're probably right. See, I think it's probably minus a thousand.
1: And I'd still be tempted at that.
0: Yeah. That was not worth it.
1: Yeah. Um. I, I want to throw one more name out here. Um friend of the program, Annie Coons, So I feel like she kind of after the Olympics, she kind of disappeared for a while. And some other names have kind of come to the top of the, the, you know, like Anna Hall has been having a great year, but um, Annie Coons I think is back in the gym grinding. And last time she kind of came out of nowhere. She, she grinded for a year and she became the American, you know, champ. I feel like we could see that again. And if she's one of those names where if we saw odds pop up, I think you could get plus money on Annie Coons, and that would be a very smart bet. So, something to consider. Wanted to throw that one out there. But,
2: uh, you guys like Shikari in the 100? Oh my God.
1: Yeah, we didn't talk. got to talk Shikari. I am. He's not running the two. I am 100% in on Shikari and. uh, Got the mortgage. I whatever the number is on DraftKings, I am going to bet it. I'm all in on Shakari. And I love this. I love this rebrand. I love the fact that she was she was uh, a an insufferable villain, and she's got this rebrand where she's g- still got like a little bit of an edge to her. And if she comes out and she she wins the USA Championships and then she goes on to win World Championships, then she's got to. Just go back to the old Shikari, right? Because when you're winning, I love her. When you're winning, you can be that incredibly like, like disrespectful asshole, and it's awesome. You can't do that if you're losing. You just can't, right? So if she, if she, she comes out, she has, you know, she she gets a couple medals. Do a heel turn, Shikari, and I'll love it.
0: What happens if she doesn't, Steve? What if she continues to be the polite? Then I'm yeah. still, I'm
1: still, I'm a fan. I'm a yeah. fan now. Right. The only way, the only way I won't be a fan is if you're just like, if you're the, this huge villain and not winning, like, I just can't take that, that to that. There's just no fun in that. There's no fun being a fan in that. Right. So. I'm a fan. What's your take on you caring, Mike?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I can't take as hard of a line as you because you're the Sha'Carri guy now. Um I, I guess I never really, like, turned on her. Uh, I was never a huge Sha'Carri fan in the first place, so it I didn't just... have anything to turn on, and I have nothing to rebound from. So it's but like, remember, yeah, I think she's Remember weird. at the trials,
1: Mike? It was just weird, right? It was, it was like It was like, this is just, like... It's just strange, like I don't know what she's talking it was, about. It like I don't know why she has it.
0: And... The... Yeah. yeah,
1: it was just strange. So it it was just it was just kind of like weird. It's like I can't cheer for this. Like it's just strange. But so, I feel like
0: you've always had a much hotter Shikari take. Like right when she was going down her rabbit hole, being crazy, you had some really strong takes on that and. So I think it makes sense that, that, you know, you're riding the highs and lows. You're on the roll road course. I just don't know if I ever got on in the first place. So it's like, yeah, I think she's great. I think she's uh, good for the sport, entertaining. She clearly draws buzz outside of, like, normal track media, which I always think is a good thing. So it's like, yeah, I think a good Shikari is a good thing for the sport. So it's almost like uh you know I'm I'm wearing the brand on my hat type of thing. It's yeah, this is this isn't about me Steve, it's about it's about the greater sport.
1: All right, you yeah, uh, you, you're Rob Lowe. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm wearing my Rob Lowe hat. Yeah.
1: All right, I think that's uh that's that's enough of a preview for USA. It's just a you know a couple things to wrap up the pod. Um do you think uh the enhanced games would take me if I just start, if I just start injecting steroids and popping an EPO, do you think I could compete in the enhanced games?
2: Yes. Mike, do
1: you know what enhanced games are? No, no. Oh I, my god, god, god Mike! Yeah.
0: Oh my god, I hate you so much. Dude, what you? Hold if- on, look at look at this, look at this, look at all these notes I took. Mike,
1: Mike, I have
0: Mike, pages, Mike. You see the two pages notes, and oh. Donnie throws out the enhanced games, like 10 minutes from the podcast. Oh my it's like, God, God, Mike, it was is, only like the is, biggest
1: thing on the I, internet. I did a,
0: like two pages of notes. What more do you people want from me? Oh my God. Mike, this is when
2: I get really upset about the rock that you continuously live on. I mean, and I also, like, I also could have just so said, so frustrating. This. I could have just said, yes, I, I chose Mike, just to you, Google, which is do me a favor up. and Google enhanced games. You have to watch this video. Is this a track thing or is it like Oh a... yeah. yes Mike? I mean, don't phenomenal. just stop. Just... No, 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 but
0: like do people outside of the track yeah. world know what it is? Barstool yes. talk about it. Yeah, it, did you see
1: KFC just completely ripped off my TikTok?
0: Yes.
2: It was, it was like bullshit. word for word, my Stole your take. Yeah, stole your take. The future of Mike, sports. Mike to love it. Yeah,
1: I'm just gonna <laughs> hold it up. I'm just gonna because I want your live reaction here. Yeah, I wanna
2: watch it again. The future of sports.
1: <laughs> All right, here we go, Mike. You ready?
2: Fastest man
1: in the world. Oh, I of I'm going to start over. I'm going to start it over. Hold on a second. All right, can you see that?
2: Yeah. I'm the fastest yeah. man in the world. But you've never heard of me. <laughs> I've broken Usain Bolt's 100 meter record. But... I can't show you my face. I am a proud, enhanced athlete. The Olympics hate me. I need your help to come out. I need your help to stop hate. I need your help for the world to embrace science. Come join me in 2024 at the first enhanced games and see me break the world record in public.
0: What did I just
1: watch? I mean...
2: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> how did you miss this? What did I just watch? <laughs> they're doing... They're doing... A, a that track... Robots?
2: No. oh, They're doing they're a doing,
1: They're game. doing a track meet where you can be on whatever you want. Oh,
0: my God. This is... This is awesome. <laughs> I mean, that commercial was absurd.
1: Well, so my my take is this has to be some sort of, well, this has to be some sort of joke. There's no way. There's no way this is legit.
0: Well, I mean, that video I literally looked like I was watching like something from like the book uh, that you're a literature guy. What's the 19 something where they, you know, they get the robots and the the 1918 19. That's that's
1: the Red Sox won the World Series, yeah.
2: I don't think there's was you're a, a in 1918. Guy, they didn't even have like motor motor vehicles. That was like when Ford started. Um,
0: 1984, uh, 1984.
2: That's what it is. 1984.
0: I read it, read and, okay. I believe you. you. Anyways, the point is it sounded like it was like from like a uh, robotic yeah, this, like. dystopian kind of yeah strategy. exactly it was yeah. like, but the concept is incredible. So I think
2: my, yeah I my take
0: on right.
1: it was like I'm all in. This is awesome. I can't take it if it's a joke because like this you're you're messing with something I really want to watch. I mean, who wouldn't want to watch this? Is is my take on it. But I have a. I um, feel very strongly that this is this is a joke and well so i i put a poll up i put a poll of you know on the instagram and this just shows how disconnected you are from the internet <laughs> that you're not even paying attention to what's going on peak to instagram but i i i put up my i put up my video with my take and i put up a poll i said is this a joke like yes or no this is for real and the mix, the amount of pro athletes that responded to it was incredible. And they were split down the middle. Half the pro athletes that responded say, no, this is this is real. And the other half was like, yep, this is a joke. And then the Enhanced Games Instagram voted on my
2: poll. And they said, yes, this is real. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I need this to be real so, in the worst way. So – and I have a lot of thoughts on this actually. We, like, I think go ahead. No, no, you go, you go. I think number one, and Steve, you and I actually talked about this <clears throat> earlier in earlier this week. Like what a it's such an a such an interesting concept for like an event. But the Sarah McLaughlin like MSPCA commercial approach they took yes. is so st- so stupid like oh feel bad for me because i i'm juiced to the gills like that's <laughs> the dumbest take on the planet like what are you what are we talking about well, guys? yeah
1: it, it's like going back to embracing being a villain like you are literally like uh you know a, a villain from like a marvel movie embrace it right like yeah, like we're going to break all the records and there's nothing you can do to stop us. Like that yeah. is the mindset you should be going at, not the the whole stop hate thing. Like, sorry, sorry, Enhanced Games. That is the wrong angle to play with this. Do not go down the we are being discriminated against uh, angle like that is not the way to go.
2: With this with The angle should be come watch this guy throw the shot put 200 feet.
1: The angle should be should be um XFL. It should be WWE. Mm-hmm. It should be like you know get get Vince McMahon out there, like have Vince McMahon promote this. Like that's the angle they should be pr-
0: going with this. Yeah, I actually logo, think it would be interesting. Even their logo looks like it looks legit, like dictator, like yes. like I don't know. <laughs> Like you, <laughs> you convince me that that's yeah. I, I don't know. Like that that it looks evil. It looks evil. That's what I'm saying. And the whole like fuzzy dystopian commercial with the weird logo that popped up at the end, like that looked like a dictator message to me. Like, yeah, I don't is know.
2: there a is there a fir, like a confirmed date on when this is happening? No, I haven't seen anything. They should do it the week before the Olympics. <laughs> so for. Oh, that would be great. Or they should
1: they should try to do it like during one of the weaker of like days during the Olympics. Like try to steal the Olympics ratings for that day. Yeah. Like put it on during handball. Yeah, or or do it like <laughs> during the the race walk or something like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I'm with you. Just embrace that. Like society doesn't accept you at this point, and maybe never will. And yeah. just lean into that, and you are you're gonna get so many eyes, man. People like it's like looking at a five-car pile-up man people want to watch so for
0: you online folks are people like upset and like saying like oh like why are we encouraging people to do this like why are we like i don't know what's what's the general take from the 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 online folks
1: it's a solid mix like i uh, unless unless you see something different i think it's a solid mix of like let's do this or like you know, there, there isn't a ton of – I'll say this. I thought we were going to get more, um, like, hate against the, you know, this is an organization promoting, you know, illegal drugs. Yeah, you that's know, what more, I think. It was, it was much less of that, and it was much more of, like, is this real or is this fake?
0: Yeah,
2: okay. I think – yeah, I think I would agree. Like, it's more of a mixed bag. And, like, the only, like, real negatives that I saw, like, combing through the threads were – there's like, there's no way this dude broke Usain Bolt's record coming out of the blocks like that in a pair of oh Brooks bitches. Oh <laughs>
1: well, so Mike, if you, if you look at the the video, he's wearing Brooks beasts, like the heaviest, funkiest shoes. shoes. He's coming out of, <laughs> he's coming out of blocks and yeah. Brooks beasts. And so that was the part where I was like, they're trolling. This is a joke. They're, they're like trolling us. Like this is, this is the sign that this is a joke. Yeah. But But maybe
2: they're coming at the super shoes. Who knows? Yeah. Well, yeah, there you go. (laughs) Who knows?
1: (laughs) But I mean, yeah, if a guy legitimately has the ability, even if he's juiced out of his mind to break Usain Bolt's world record, he's not doing it in Brooks Beast. I promise you that.
2: So but part of me in, and this is the last thing I'll say on it. I know we're, we're running pretty long here, but like, I want this to be real. But I don't think that it is, because I think if somebody had broken that record, even if they like, you know, juice to the gills is a fun phrase to say, but even if they were like on all the performance enhancing drugs you could ever imagine, how does that not kind of eke its way out until this point when they're making this uh Twitter or Instagram post? I just don't think that happens. Yeah,
1: how isn't it on YouTube? Because like right. the way to promote this, like is if you had this guy doing insane stuff right the way to promote it would be make the guy famous and then build the games around this guy like that would be the way to promote it i think that doing the reverse way doesn't make a ton of sense
2: i can't show you my face why
1: yeah Yeah. or or run it with a mask on right
2: yeah you're not gonna go to jail yeah yeah The, um,
0: the to do this you would need to You can't take like your average track athlete and pump them full of steroids and have them be Mm -hmm. like Usain Bolt to be even with performance enhancing drugs to break Usain Bolt's world record. You would already need to be like one of the top two sprinters on the planet. It's it's the Barry Bonds argument, right?
1: Yeah, right. So,
0: the only way to make this work and have it you know achieve what they say it's going to achieve. Is to have pull actual athletes from track and fields and yeah, as Donny would say, "Juice so, them to the gills, like Juice the gills, works.
2: baby." Like I would yeah. like, let's hire let's let's hire a P two I and figure out who has left the sport in the last five years. That's fast, and how much steroids are they taking? Yeah, you know, is was there
1: was there like a top performing? College sprinter that just kind of, you know, I'll do it. Disappeared, <laughs> right? Captain, Captain yeah. America uh,
2: yeah. of the track and field, world. or they maybe they had yeah. like
1: an like an injury where it looked like they weren't going to be going pro, so they just started injecting
2: themselves, right? And then you know they decided. I mean, to it's something we could literally, I think, spend an hour and a half talking on, like all the possibilities. But like to Mike's point, it's you're not breaking that record unless you have some natural talent. And then it pulls into the conversation of you talk about the enhanced games and you talk about being persecuted, like persecuted for taking steroids. But why are you taking those steroids? Because you're not good enough to compete at the highest level. Like there's so many layers to this. I just think it's, I think it's fascinating.
1: Well, and and then if you're going to have a games, right, you're going to need other people. So I'll,
2: I listen. I'll throw Don't my yeah. Def- to bring
1: it full circle, Do you know, I'll throw my at hat
2: the ring at, at the risk of the KGB coming knocking. You know, there's some Russians in there. Oh, Putin's got some guys in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: but yeah, I mean, and and you're gonna have you're gonna have people chasing world records, but you know, to fill out a full games, like you gotta have some average. Gotta have some, yeah, yeah. Well, so like, hey, if I can,
2: yeah, it's a I big event. Take,
1: If I can take my 5K right now from, you know, 1630 down to like 1530, it'd be worth it. It'd be worth some long-term health effects. I'd take it. (laughs)
2: Listen, man. I mean, what's the average life expectancy? 75? You go at 72? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe, maybe they're going to go like... You know, everybody's trying to figure out how to make leagues popular. And like, you know, if you look at what Live did, they tried to go the team route. Maybe they're going to try to do enhanced teams on the track. Maybe Peak Too Early can be an early investor and we could sponsor an enhanced team. What do you think of that?
2: Steve, Steve, I'm not even kidding. In my notes, I have parallels between Liv slash PIF and the enhanced athletes. Yeah. Maybe the PIF is behind this. Maybe they just want to see it at the table and track too. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> big money, big money maker. But I think it would be interesting to see. Like, I think you talk about that. and talk about the enhanced games. Like, you're never gonna get, in my opinion, an enhanced league in the next five years. But boy, would it be cool if we had called the NFL not baseball? Nutty. Well, you know what's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But let's bring, but I'm talking about, let's bring Mark. Let's bring Barry. Let's bring Sammy back yeah. to MLB. Right. Yeah. All
1: right. Well, I think that, uh, that wraps up the, uh, the podcast. Uh, Mike, why don't we kick off the bell app?
0: Mike, what do you got people on the bell app? Oh man. What are you doing? i mean that was a long pause i thought i I'm was giving a, you
1: know chance for the bell
0: the bell let's do it again. i don't need much time it's not like i use that gap it's just like mike. an indicator for more. are miss splicing the the sound effect there mike. i feel like i've been having a hard time with this lately and i was interrupting mike. you just to say i was literally gonna say wow i guess we're not gonna kick it to me this time and it was just bad timing
2: sorry johnny talks mike. too
1: much mike why don't we kick off the bell app
0: Mike, what do you got people on the bell? <laughs> all right. that, was good. that was good. Uh, Here's what I got. I want to give the biggest shout out to the two gentlemen who came and fixed the internet at this house today because I've been anxious about this episode pretty much all week. The second I found out that we were recording tonight, I was like, we're going to Vermont and the internet sucks in Vermont and I'm just I don't know what's going to happen. Well, These two guys were scheduled to come and look at the internet today. They came, and the internet is the fastest internet on the world. See if I've broken up one time? No. Can you send them to your house now? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. These guys are incredible. We have the world's fastest internet, and uh, I had nothing to be anxious about. It worked out just fine. You're right. This is better than when I recorded my own house. Dunny, what do you got, people, on the
1: Bell app?
2: You know, both of my bell apps have been taken today. I had the shout out to my good friend, Mike Jardina, for making the Lowell High School Athletic Hall of Fame. I had the enhanced games, but I am going to revert back to Lowell High School. I'm going to give a shout out to our boy, Scott Ouellette, recently named athletic director at Lowell High School. I do know that he listens to the podcast. Does he? Um, and every now and again, I don't know that he's a religious listener, but I do know that he has listened. Um, so I want to give give Scotty a shout out. It's a great fit um and very very happy very proud for him um yeah that that's my bell lap and happy 3 months 3 months of keeping my daughter alive to me
1: congratulations <laughs> um
2: i got a couple things on the
1: bell lap um i'm heading to puerto rico in a couple days which is cool taking my 2 and 3 year old which is uh insanity so yeah i mean the airports are are backed up for days right now and it looks like tropical storms the entire time we're in Puerto Rico. So yeah, it's going to be awesome. I uh, can't wait. Um, so get that going on. What else I got? Oh, I'm running the John Carson two miler tomorrow in Chumsford. So that's going to be a good time. My, our boy Zuhair's hairs running with us. So I'm going to be, I'm going to run with, so he's, he's going after the course record, which is uh, I believe it's 850, which is blazing fast for a local two miler. So uh, hopefully get some fun stories from that, and then uh, lastly, uh, this Red Sox team is it's driving me crazy. Can't figure out if they're good or bad. They they're bad. Just,
2: they Let just me tell you they're bad.
1: They just swept the Blue Jays, Dunny. They might be good. They
2: might be good. good. They they're might. Good they're for three a week games. Three games out, out of wild month. card. You know, cool the wild card. You don't have any pitchers. They're good for a week. They're good for a week every month. They have nothing but relievers. I was talking to my father-in-law about this today. Garrett Whitlock, Nick P- Look how good Nick Pivetta is. Garrett is on the I.L. No, I know that. That's my point. Look how good Nick Pavetta's has done since they moved him to the pen. Garrett Willock is the same thing. He he has great stuff. He does not have the stamina. And the control isn't the right word, but control to be a starter. His stuff is so electric. He needs to be in the pen. He's a two-inning max guy. And that's that's the Red Sox, and James Dude, Paxton's listen. hurt. Everybody's
1: He's looking bad. at them. Everybody's looking at him as a bad team that occasionally overperforms. Maybe they're a good team that occasionally underperforms. That's all could I'm be. Saying.
2: That's could all. be. But I'm willing. But but I'm willing to bet you a hundred dollar bottle of wine that they're not. I'm not willing <laughs> to take that.
1: <laughs> all right, boys. I would have run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, hit me with the Joe's.
2: He's on a vacation far away Today, man, and we had a great day. And the second the sun goes down, just,
1: <laughs> and I,
2: text, I texted my dad, and I go, Dad, it's official. Rose hates the cape. She hates it. <laughs>